0: Welcome back ladies and gents to the Falling Star Wrestling Podcast, I'm Patrick Vincent Crown aka PVC and today I'm joined by Jimmy Starr for episode 38 of the Falling Star Wrestling Podcast. Today we're doing a review of the latest WWE event, the Royal Rumble 2021. The event aired on Sunday night and myself and Jim managed to find some time to watch it, write some notes and then come together and chat about it today. It should go without saying, but we will be spoiling the whole event, so proceed with caution if you haven't watched the show or plan to watch it later on. With all that being said, let's jump into today's review for the 2021 Royal Rumble.
1: So, surely let's, uh, let's talk about the Royal Rumble 2021. I uh, obviously we've reviewed a few shows in the past and the Royal Rumble is one of the sort of the big, big five, I suppose, or the big four or whatever it is of the WWE's pay-per-view. So it would be remiss if we didn't, uh, if we didn't review it and give, give some of our uh, thoughts and opinions, which obviously are our thoughts and opinions. If you guys uh, hated it or enjoyed it, uh, you know, you're entitled to your own opinions, but um, I've got, a, uh, I've, I've, I watched it and I've got a few and um I'm sure you I'm sure you have too so um give us a reminder of what the uh what the first match was and we'll uh, we'll go from there
0: yeah, so the first match was the WWE Championship match, which pit Goldberg v- versus champion Drew McIntyre. Now, I quite like the sort of the build up of this. I thought it was sort of half decent. I think it's a really good opportunity to, for like McIntyre to be put up there with the kind of upper echelon of like, I guess, sort of legends and stuff like that. And Uh, First off, I really liked Drew's kind of new entrance. You know, he comes out with the kilt and he's got like the claymore. He puts it out, puts it into the floor and the fireworks. Uh, I didn't actually realise how much I missed like fireworks and pyrotechnics in wrestling. And I think that kind of made him feel more of a star. Um, What about yourself? Did you sort of, what did you think of the build up to the match?
1: Yeah, I thought it was pretty good. I thought that... um to be honest with you, I, th- I think that Drew McIntyre at the moment has just got superstar written all over him. Um, I don't think he necessarily needed this match to put him in that real upper ech- echelon, but obviously it doesn't hurt, does it? And it's uh, it's sort of a, a big match for the Royal Rumble to get someone like Goldberg back. It's a big match for the pay-per-view itself. Um, but yeah, I, I think that Drew is just just awesome the 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 way he's come along i mean you got to bear in mind that i've i've been in the same ring as this as this guy when he he first started and from you know from 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 what he was from his humble beginnings he's always been a good looking bastard and he's always been in half decent shape but just the the sheer size and presence um and the way he conducts himself in the ring um yeah i mean he's got superstar written all over him and i think that goldberg um you know wrestling goldberg you know what you're gonna get but you know it's cool it's always cool to see him the only thing that uh, that well say the only thing one of the things um that i thought about this match was goldberg's look now you remember years ago in the wwe when uh goldberg was a huge thing in wcw and they used to do gilberg remember him
0: Mm, yeah yeah like the parody kind of um, sort of
1: and he used to come out he used to come out in shorts like fucking uh, normal sort of shorts he didn't come out I don't think he came out in trunks he might have done I might have imagined it but he came out in shorts and Goldberg's lost a bit of size obviously he's getting older Um, he still looked good don't get me wrong he looked far fitter than I I do at the moment but he he's lost quite a bit of size and um, I thought fuck he looks like Gilbert Like he stood next to Drew McIntyre, especially when he stood next to him, I thought, shit! Like he's not that imposing figure that I think that they want him to be, you know. And him standing across the ring, or or ever from 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 Goldberg, or or being in the same ring as Goldberg. I think this was in the video package. Never, you know, Goldberg obviously is living off of his legacy. He's not living off of what he is now. He's living off of what he was. And they're still the commentators uh, still talking about that the streak and all that sort of stuff that he had in WCW and the fact that he was unbeatable. And they're even talking a little bit about the Brock Lesnar stuff The you know, the fact that he beat Brock Lesnar at Survivor Series in, you know, one minute, whatever. So, <clears throat> you know, they're, they're working off of his past, but I just don't, think he looked the part. I just don't I really, that's I was looking at I was just looking at him and thinking, fuck, like fucking Drew McIntyre looks like he could just kick his ass. Do you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, I think that's the, that's a weird thing because we grew up in the era of Goldberg at his absolute peak, you know, we were there for the Monday night was, we saw him do the streak and win the United States title and the, the heavyweight title at the same time, you know, he didn't lose for however many however many matches. We saw that he was this legendary thing at, at the time and we've seen him sort of come and go and, and been built as this legendary thing. I just kind of think if you hadn't followed Goldberg's career, you didn't really know who he was. And if you didn't see the video package, you would look at Drew McIntyre and be like, all right, he's got the belt. There's this giant dude, looks menacing, muscled, ripped, you know, really tall, got this super cool entrance, carries himself like a champion. And then you got kind of Goldberg, whose entrance didn't really feel as special as it normally did. It felt quite lacklustre like the music was cool and they they, you know they piped in the whole Goldberg thing and that was kind of cool but it just it just felt a little bit sort of flat and you see this kind of aging guy still like you said in in very good shape you know I, I would love to look like that guy when when I'm like in my 50s or whatever but he just didn't look as good as he once did and maybe that kind of hurt the match but I think for me knowing Goldberg's kind of record knowing his his legendary status, I thought this was quite a cool little matchup, and the match went at exactly how I wanted it to, really. It wasn't a super long match. It was very just bam, 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 bam. Started off with a really nice headbutt. I, I love Drew McIntyre's headbutt. That whole thing is really, really cool. And then like a spear, which is a really cool thing. And both guys, even though they're You know, tried to be protected, like Drew's the champion. He needs to be protected. And and Goldberg is this legendary guy. They both sold for each other, which was really, really good. You know, as soon as one of them hit a spear, they were selling the ribs. They were looking, they were, you know, fending off from the other guy. And I thought that was really, really good to see in an opening match and between two heavyweight guys rather than just like spear, get up. Oh, what's the next move? Claymore, right? Get up, next move. There was was a little bit of selling, even though it was a quite short match. I I really liked that. And uh, yeah, there were no messing around. Straight to the action, I quite like the match I thought it was really good a lot of finishes a lot of quick action and I thought sort of both guys appeared strong and the right decision was made at the end of the day I think if they had to put the WWE championship on Goldberg I think that would have been a big mistake uh, I think Drew needs to go back into WrestleMania as the champion whether he loses it a Mania or not I, I'm not really too bothered but him winning it last year and holding it strong for the whole year I think is a really really good thing yeah definitely Duke, the, the right
1: result um, in terms of the actual match I mean I had a major problem with this this pay per view um, in with a lot of the matches, a lot, especially a lot of the well, every match apart from the rumble really, um, and 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 the ladies' match is in is in the fact that they fuck well, I suppose it is in the rumbles as well. It's it's in every match. Finishers don't mean anything anymore, and also every match seemed to start outside. Like every match on this show was just like chaos. There was no real starting in the ring, that sort of go type thing. It just instantly turned into lunacy. Now I sort of expected that from the Goldberg match. Like I know you know what you're going to get. You know you're going to get a couple of spears, a couple of you know claim wars, and whoever's going over is going over. And in this case, you're right. It was it was the right decision. It was Drew's. You know it was uh, Drew got um, put over, which was which was right. But there was just to me it was it was i could have fucking told you exactly how that match was going to go before it started um and i'm sure you could have done as well um for nostalgia it's cool um but for me um i don't think it really did anything for drew it was just uh it was just something to draw a few people to pay maybe to see goldberg on the pay-per-view and they got to see Goldberg, really, I suppose. They got to see him. But his Jack Hamill was a bit mistimed. I noticed that. But again, that's just me picking holes in it, I suppose. But I, I, I just think that, again, finishers don't mean anything. The, the show started The show started with a shitload of finishers and, you know, someone winning. Um, you know, and it also started with chaos outside and the fucking... Um, guardrail being knocked over and all that sort of stuff uh it's just i don't know it was just it's it's for me personally i i i can't see why they couldn't have worked it in a in a different way where i know goldberg can't really he's not the best worker in the world but drew is and they could have done a few little things other than their finishes to to build the match up a little bit it would have been cool to see like What's the bet what's the biggest? Goldberg's what's the best? Goldberg Spear or Drew's Claymore. Do you know what I mean? But it just became a fucking Spear Claymore fest until eventually it ended, you know? Um, I don't know. I, ju- I just could have wrote it before it started. And and that to me ain't really a good match. It's a cool match. Um, but yeah, you know, it's cool to see Goldberg. Um, you know, he, he was taking some good bumps, he he worked hard. He was obviously happy to uh, uh, slip over over Drew. And I don't know, all I can say is is it was exactly as I expected. Um, So in that instance, I'm probably going to give it out of five stars. I'm going to just... I'm gonna give it one and a half because I mean what, what I can't I can't give it much more. There was no substance to it really.
0: Yeah, while I kind of completely agree with you, I sort of disagree in in, in another way. Like I feel like if they'd have tried anything else, it would have been even worse. I think they they did the best they could with, with the workers that they had. You know, Goldberg is not used to doing Broadway matches and, and they want to put Drew over strong. And I think in maybe a couple of months time six months ten months a year from now I think this victory will look better on paper than it will actually watching it in live you go okay Drew goes over on a you know sort of an aging legendary man who's who's still got a little bit he still looks intense he can still lift Drew up for the jackhammer or like you said it was a little bit mistimed he can spear he can you know kind of look intense and stuff but I think When we look back on this, it will look better on paper because we'll go, oh, right, okay, so when Drew was WWE champion, he didn't just beat, I don't know, Jinder Mahal and, uh, you know, another random kind of mid-card guy. He didn't just, yeah, he didn't just beat Randy Orton. He didn't just beat, uh, I don't know, Apollo Crews. He didn't just beat Bobby Lashley. It's like, okay, he beat Randy Orton. He beat Goldberg. He beat Brock Lesnar. You know, they're putting those big names up there as somebody who he's defeated and defeated quite, you know, emphatically as well. He's hit that move. And like you said, yeah, they did overdo the finishes a little bit and the commentators did make note of it because I think nobody's kicked out of the Claymore just yet apart from Brock Lesnar. So they had to sort of put Goldberg up there. It's a little bit of like a dick measuring contest. It's like, all right, Brock Lesnar kicked out of two Claymore. So, okay, Goldberg's got to at least kick out of two Claymore. So, you know, when, Drew finally goes to WrestleMania and whoever he wrestles I'm sure that person will have to kick out of three claymores or something it'll have to be a super claymore off the stage yeah, through a table yeah. or something crazy like that so you always have to you always have to top yourself and we'll get into it in the fourth match that's exactly what Kevin Owens and Roman Reigns had to do they had to keep going one higher of
1: course I got some fucking things to say about that match you know not only could it have been Goldberg you know the 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 superstar, the you know, for, who fucking basically held up WCW, and you know had the streak of you know two hundred, you know, hundred and whatever wins. and oh, you know, versus fucking this monster, you know, Drew McIntyre, blah blah blah. Not only could they have done that, I I think they could have made more of a big deal out of the spear and the claymore. Do you know what I mean? Like, which is the mm-hmm which is the one that's going to put someone away or the jackhammer and the claymore. And they missed out on an opportunity. I think now I, I didn't expect to, I didn't expect Goldberg to be doing rolls and nip, nip ups out of, out of wrist locks and stuff, but I think they could have done ways where Goldberg misses the spear, you know, maybe fucking, you know, maybe, um, Drew vaults Volt jumps over him and fucking Goldberg hits the post. And, you know, fucking Drew tries to roll him up, kick out that way thing. He goes for a claymore that, you know, just maybe he could even just bypass him or just catch him in a side slam. Why Goldberg Goldberg could have, they could have been something where, you know, those, those two moves were, were protected a little bit more. Um, and also as well, everyone does the spear, you know, like it's, you know, we'll get, again, we'll get to that a little bit later. It's just nothing. No moves are protected, and it's so hard to. It's just so hard to fucking to 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 take anything seriously. That's. I think that's the. I think I'm not going to cap off the pay per view just yet with my sort of final statement, but I don't know. I just found this match hard to take seriously. But you're right. On paper, it will look good. Before, like the build up was good, and also you know the fact it probably got the Royal Rumble a few more buyer rates to know that Goldberg was there and WWE needs star power it just hasn't got it so it just hasn't got the star power that it needs at the moment so they have to keep bringing back people like Goldberg to to get the the pay-per-view buys um and they're not getting the audience in so you know they 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 need people like Goldberg and um but the match I think was just lazily planned out lazily thought out but well executed for what it was um that's but like i say i could have i could have told you exactly what was going to happen from the minute it started so that's, that's why I'm giving it a, 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 a low score, really, I suppose.
0: Yeah, um, I think I'm going to give it a little bit more of a generous score. I, I sort of quite enjoyed it. I thought it was out of all of the matches. Maybe they could have started with a rumble match. I wouldn't have been too fussed if they maybe started with the women's rumble match and then sort of capped each end of the pay-per-view with, with a rumble match. But I thought it was a sort of a fairly decent start. I don't think it could have really fit anywhere else on on the pay-per-view it was sort of fast-paced Th- these guys just kind of you know speared and claymored their way through it uh, I thought it was basically a sort of a three-star match nothing amazing but I didn't think it was terrible like I was sort of invested in the match I wanted to see what was going to happen I think I knew that Drew was going to go over I would have thought it would have been a, a silly decision for them to put Goldberg over but it made Drew look like a star I loved his entrance so I thought it I thought it was really cool so yeah three stars for me and yeah, so then we get another singles match. In... Well, fuck you! <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly.
1: Um, you watch no, the second. You're probably right. It's, it's probably me thinking more from a booking angle than an actual match angle. But y- yeah, you 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 are you 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 probably you, you are probably right. Anyway, move on to the next match.
0: Um, the match after that one was match number two, which was the, the SmackDown Women's Championship match, which. Um, was Carmella with uh, some guy called Reginald, not seen that guy before, versus the SmackDown Women's Champion, Sasha Banks. Um, not a great deal happened in this match, really, apart from it looked like Carmella absolutely killed herself when she did a suicide dive through the bottom and middle rope, it's sort of akin to, I don't know, do you remember when Lita did that suicide dive once and basically crumpled in half? I sort of jumped out of my skin at that point. I was like, oh, my God, but she kind of jumped up and then, um, you know, started moving again. So I was like, oh, oh, my God, that was absolutely horrible. She
1: got, she got the sweet pat from sasha you could almost hear sasha say you're all you're all right fuck's right, sake, got the squeeze and shit i'm like yeah like i heard her say yeah i'm fine it's one i think problem with with the crowd noise being pumped in. you can see the guys talk to each other if you look look carefully and, and sasha banks definitely was concerned with that one um because that's the problem with the girls doing dives like Carmella's obviously I don't know how big she is like she's obviously not, she's not fucking huge but Sasha Banks is so tiny like when someone dives on her you, or when you know from doing a dive yourself and believe it or not I have done the odd dive you need fucking people there to catch her you. you need to know that they have that trust that someone's there to catch you. Now, if that person they're catching you is five foot one and skinny as a rake it doesn't matter if they're there and they put every bit of fucking weight they can behind it, you know, there's still a good chance of you eating shit because that person's so small. So someone like her doing a dive on someone like Carmela, sorry, doing a dive on someone like Sasha probably isn't the smartest thing really, because it just isn't that isn't that strength there really to cat to, to to do the catch. If they'd have got Reginald involved somehow, I don't know, maybe maybe Sasha Banks pull him in or something to take the brunt of it. That would have made a little bit more sense and she probably wouldn't have wouldn't have eaten shit. I think she obviously came out of it all right, but that could you're right, that could have been bad.
0: Yeah, most definitely. Yeah, like you said, I've done probably my last three suicide dives I've done, I've gone through the ropes straight and true, which is probably a good thing because I know sort of Carmela, I don't know whether she clipped her feet or anything like that, but she came down head first. And that's always a bad thing because The last couple I've done, you know, people may or may not have been there to catch me. Furio, CW. And um, I know that I came out as fast as I could and dive through the ropes straight and true. And I know that they may or may not have caught me. And I landed basically flat in a flat bump on, on the floor, which obviously isn't terrible, but it's a lot better than what happened to Carmella. So yeah, that was a really nasty looking bump in the match. And speaking of Reginald, um, I don't know who that guy is, but he seemed kind of interesting. I don't really get the the, the Somalier gimmick. Like I know Somalier is like a wine taster or a wine connoisseur or something like that. I didn't see anything with wine or drinks and he just kind of looked like a a cool guy that was was um, her her manager, and they showed clips of Sasha working Reginald on SmackDown. That looked like a really cool match, actually. This guy's got like mad hops. He was doing like spinning and twists and and bumping loads for Sasha. Like I would have rather have seen Sasha versus Reginald on this pay-per-view than Sasha versus Carmella. But that was a that was a. Completely different thing. I thought that would have been a super fun match, but ultimately this match was It looked
1: cool. That 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 Reginald that Reginald guy, I'd actually know a little bit about him. He he's initially a circus performer. He used to do um gymnastics in the circus. Like do you you know, like if you've seen those big giant rings that guys do flips through and call cool little tricks through and all that sort of stuff. He used to work for the Moscow State Circus. And um he's uh yeah, so he's a gymnast. And basically he he got hired um to go in NXT, but they just bypassed him straight away and put him with put him with Carmela for some reason. Um I don't really again, I don't really see the connection. He can do some cool stuff. Um and I'm sure that one day he'll be a he'll be a good, you know, an awesome cruiserweight. But um, yeah, his background is in the circus, and that's why his gymnastics is—you is, know, Moscow State Circus. That's why he's such a good gymnast. So uh, that's 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 his background. Not entirely sure what his role is in, in in WWE, but that is his background.
0: Well, I guess yeah, that makes much more sense now because the the clips that showed. Um, that they showed us on from SmackDown, he was doing some some crazy stuff, spinning around and, you know, the whole like, uh, was it like sleep-leap uh, rollback gimmick and then he did this flip and twist and spin. I was like, oh, that's interesting. I've never seen that before. And he actually looked like he had quite a lot of charisma. And again, I guess you need a bit of charisma and athleticism to be in the circus. You can't just be kind of deadpan, no charisma and be like, hey, I can do flips. He, like, he looked kind of interesting. So I guess this is his kind of like trial by fire. Maybe he's still learning how to wrestle. He can do all this kind of crazy stuff. He's getting the kind of the personality down. Then maybe eventually he'll kind of break off from Carmella. And yeah, like you said, go into the cruiserweight division or maybe become a manager for for somebody else. But um, the the match really was kind of unforgettable. or rather was forgettable. And um, Sasha Banks won. She's still champion. Uh, Yeah, I guess this was 2.5. Out of five stars, like it wasn't bad, wasn't great. Uh, it was just, just, just a match. What do you reckon?
1: Um, uh, yeah, yeah, I, I, again, I just have a problem with Sasha Banks in terms of my her believe, my believability in her being able to beat anyone, no matter how fucking good she is. I mean, she is a, a solid performer, and she is obviously one of the um top women wrestlers in the Wwe at the moment, but because of her size and again sometimes some of the things she does just look a little bit wafty to me um I just I just don't enjoy watching her matches I, I can't I don't find believable. I thought um Carmela had improved a lot since the last time I saw her um she was doing some cool stuff um she looks a bit like your typical sort of attitude era wrestling bird really just blonde air big tits big fake tits um but she can work to a to a certain degree i think again she's been maybe being carried a little bit as well by sasha and also the, the the thing i really didn't like about the match um i don't know if they were running out running over time or, or what was going on but it just the finish just seemed to come out of nowhere did you did you notice that like it didn't the match even though sasha banks retained the title um she got a bit of a shine in uh then she got her ass kicked and a, and a few little sort of you know a few little fucking tiny little tiny little shines in there but she didn't get a comeback in she just hit her um, bank statement right at the end and that was it like Carmella was kicking her ass and then boom it, the match didn't seem to do anything for anyone it was a typical second match uh you know just Maybe it was just designed to, for a come down um, before the rumble. Um, I, I, I don't know. I just, I have, like I say, I just have trouble getting behind Sasha because I just don't believe that that she could she could beat an egg. To be honest with you, uh, and uh, Carmella, yeah, she's all right. She's getting better. Um, there was a, it was it, was, but going through the motions it was fine and also i don't know about you but Sasha banks always looks like every time someone does something to her or like and again it might be a testament to her selling i might be fucking shitting on her and she might be great but like she always looks like she really hurts herself like she really lands awkwardly like she's just i don't know she just just seems too too fragile but that's i don't know that and that isn't me honestly being like chauvinistic or anything i I, I, when we talk about the Women's Rumble, I'll, you know, I'll, there's some women I was really impressed with in that. But just that, this match did did nothing for me. Um, I'll give it a. But again, it was there was nothing that really went wrong apart from the, the dive, which luckily they got away with. Um, who the fuck is Reginald <laughs> in, ter- in terms of the character of the story? Do you know what I mean? Like I don't care about him. Um, so you know. Yeah, we'll give it. I'll give it two stars just, just for the fact that that it was a, it was a, it was just a match, a half-solid match that 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 was, I suppose, designed to bring us down before the before the rumble. Really. One thing
0: I did notice, because I haven't seen Carmella wrestle in a while. Now she used to do that kind of like, uh, I don't know what you'd call it, sort of sassy Brooklyn gimmick. You know, we should wear like the, I guess like the three-quarter-length tight you know, and she'd do like the moonwalk and stuff. And here she came out, she's trying this like classy gimmick. And as soon as she came out, I was like, oh, that's Charlotte. And then she started walking down. I was like, that's not Charlotte. That's another blonde girl in that kind of wrestling attire. And it's like, she, for a while, had um, James Ellsworth as her manager. And then she was with uh, Enzo and Cass. And now she's got another manager and stuff. But like, from what I've seen of her she can actually talk and I don't understand why she keeps ge- keeps being given managers when she you know she's a fairly competent wrestler she she can talk she's got charisma she's got attitude she can do the moves and she looks great but they just keep kind of bundling managers with her I don't I don't know I don't know why but I guess they don't really have that faith in her
1: I think you don't know why and they don't either really I just think sometimes we we're wrestlers I mean when you look at the the size of the roster these days, I mean there's so many wrestlers that that when when they came out, I'm like, oh fuck yeah, they wrestle for the WWE still, or they wrestle for the WWE, like in the rumble and that. You know, I, and it's the same in this really. It's like, you know, I I thought that when Carmella came out, I thought she looks exactly and dresses pretty much exactly like Charlotte now, Like she's she she's just Turned herself into, you know, your typical, you know, like I said, attitude era looking, uh, t- tits and ass wrestler. Um, but she can actually, you know, sort of half work. So I don't really know. Maybe they're just trying out this new gimmick. Um, uh, maybe it will work. Like I say, if, if Reginald, um, when he gets in the ring, um, can do some cool stuff and maybe, uh, you know, maybe add something to. To their partnership, then uh, maybe it might get off the ground. But for me, it just seemed, yeah, it just sort of seemed flat. I wondered what he was doing there. I wondered what her gimmick was. I could tell she was a heel, at least in this match. I could tell that there was a baby face and a heel, um, but I didn't really know. I didn't really get the point of of what she would a, a gimmick was, if that makes sense. And you know, it was all just, it was. I don't know. It was just. It was just all a bit like non plus for me in a way. um and uh yeah hopefully um hopefully the the gimmick with Reginald and Her will develop and it will it'll work out and it'll be cool but at the moment I just I just don't really know what they're what they're aiming for
0: yeah completely agree shall we move on to the next match
1: uh yeah well yeah, the, 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 that's the ladies rumble it indeed
0: yeah match number 3 was the women's royal rumble match um Well, where to start? I guess at the beginning, the first two out were Bailey and Naomi. And then at number three, it was Bianca Belair. Number four was Billie Kay, who I thought probably was the most entertaining person in this whole women's rumble. I don't know what her whole gimmick is I'm guessing she split up from a former tag team partner is now kind of just stumbling around trying to find a new tag team partner so you know she would sit on commentary for a bit talk smack and then somebody else would come out and she would sort of like talk to them and try and show her a headshot didn't really get it but I thought it was kind of funny she's got a funny accent which which kind of made me smile a little bit
1: yeah she, I think I think she's either an Aussie or from New Zealand but what one thing she does is that, like you say I don't quite get her act but um she commits and because c- she commits, she actually comes off as quite funny and quite entertaining. I, I-, I quite enjoyed her a little bit, you know what I mean, trying to trying to get people to join up with her so she didn't have to go in there alone because she was scared of getting her ass kicked. Like I enjoyed that, you know what I mean? Like she- not afraid to play the chicken shit here or sort of thing and but also, you know, in quite an amusing way. I I, I-, I think that she's got some talent to take her wherever she want needs to wants to go really. She's like um I just hope the WWE don't miss the ball with her and, and put her in that comedy role and, and you because know, you know what happens to comedy wrestlers, they they just either stay where they are or they, in the end, they just get sort of forgotten about, you know. But yeah, she wasn't entertaining, I think you're right.
0: Yeah, and we had some nice surprises in the Rumble, which is what you like to see in these kind of matches. Uh, we had Mickie James came back, that was kind of cool. Gillian Hall, uh, Victoria, and we also had R Truth get involved in the Rumble. Speaking of comedy wrestlers that have just kind of dwindled around, yeah, he got involved with his 24 7 gimmick and lost the belt to Alicia Fox. So I guess that was something kind of different. A title change within the Rumble and, yeah, um, until we get to the final four, it was just kind of a regular Rumble match, don't you reckon?
1: Yeah, I think there's a couple of problems here. One is two Rumble matches on one show is too much because there's only so much you can do in a Royal Rumble, Um, you know. So the guys are fucked before they even start. Because if the girls have a half-decent rumble, which this sort of was, really, it was okay. If they have a half-decent rumble and do all the tricks and little teases and stuff like that, what are the guys going to do? But for the every rumble, like both rumbles, it just seemed to me that like, the clock would go down, the guys would go in, um, get a bit of a shine, hit their finisher a few times, and then either just go into the forearm in your mate's um, situation and choking, and someone in the corner, or they would get eliminated straight away, whatever. It, it just, not, neither of the rumbles. but obviously I'll talk about this one, it just didn't seem to have any real structure to it. Like, even like, you know, like when um, in normal Rumbles, they have the workhorse, which in this one obviously was, Bianca Belair, who, you know, who eventually won. Um, they made no real reference to her in the match, apart from when she was visibly on camera. They made no real great reference. They might have mentioned it once or twice. I might have missed it. But they never said, like, you know, the, the commentators were never like, Bianca Belair has been in this match for 43 minutes, she came in third. This is absolutely amazing. If she wins, what what is this going to do for her career? What is this going to do for, her, you know, she's gonna, she's gonna be uh, get a chance to wrestle for the title, of, you know, on the biggest stage of them all. Blah blah blah. No, they, no one seemed to get put over by the commentators, and no one really seemed and and like I don't know who was the fucking cameraman for this show, but so much shit was missed. Like. Bailey, who's meant to be one of the most important wrestlers in, in the fucking in the match, um, they missed her elimination. Yeah, no one knew whether here. she got eliminated or not. All of a sudden, she was just standing on the outside and one of the fucking uh, commentators just went, oh, yep, she's gone, she's on <laughs> And then, they, and I think she kept You know, it was like, it was just, what the fuck? Like, this is bullshit. And, um, you know, there's no real... I mean, I know there was a few little stories in the match, you know, where um, who's the who's the really big Samoan lady? What's her name? Nia Jax. That's it. Nia Jax came in. She's obviously been bullying. It was it. What's her name? Is it Lacey? Lana. 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 That's it. She's been bullying Lana for, you know, God knows how many weeks on SmackDown, and finally, you know, she got eliminated by Bart Buyer, and that was the sort of payoff. But didn't really feel like a payoff because the commentators didn't make much of a deal of it it was just a thing and then obviously they came in and cleaned house because they were annoyed and, and then left but it was just i don't know it just seemed the same thing people come in get a bit of a do their finisher a few times and then disappear into the ether either by getting eliminated or just turning up i think having um bianca blair win was the was a was a good decision she's a she's a good very good wrestler. Um she's got all the tools, she's strong, she's athletic. Um I think actually she she eventually after a while she'll be up there with the Charlotte Flairs and the um who's the other girl? I Like Shayna Shayna Baszler. she'll be up there with 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 those guys after a little bit of uh you know after after wrestling with them. Um I think I do it was nice to see her win um and it was nice to see her last, but I just don't think anyone put any effort into the fact that she was you know she'd been in that match for the best part of an hour and was struggling and and fucking clawing and whatever like back when like i watched a rumble a little while back um and kurt henning was like the workhorse in this particular match and bobby heenan was just constantly going on about him how amazing he was and how how he managed to stay and the ring constantly and, and, you know, they, they put him over like Rover. He didn't win the rumble, but he was just in there for a long time. And I, I just, I just didn't see anyone getting, getting over. It It was just a series of, you know, finishers and a few high spots and, you know, I I actually thought this rumble um, structurally, um, even though it was, didn't have a t- particularly good structure. I think structurally it was better than the guys. I don't think it was performed as well as the guys, but I think structurally it, it, it was better. So I suppose what I mean by that is is there was a little bit more to chew on. A few little, you know, a few little cool things happened. Like you said, you know, the, the, the belt, the, that silly belt changed hands and, you know, Nia Jax got eliminated and then came back with, was it was it Bailey she came, came back with? And then they sort of cleaned house a little bit. She came back with someone who just got eliminated and they beat the shit out of everyone. Um, it was nice to see some old faces, and you know it, it, there was some there was some more cool cool little moves and spots, and there was some cool teases for eliminations and stuff like that. So I think structurally it was better than the guys, but it was just there was no when when Bianca Blair won. I don't know if it's if it's the the Thunderdome place. I don't you know the fact there's not a crowd. I don't know you know if it's the piped in noise. I don't know what it is, but. You know, she worked her absolute ass off. The commentators didn't seem to put her over. And when she won, I thought, oh, that's cool. That's, you know, I, that's, that's different. I knew they were going to give her a good run. I didn't know if they were going to, you know, I didn't know if she was going to win or not, but I knew they were going to give her a good run in the match. Um, and I thought the result was cool, but I didn't, I didn't care. Do you know what I mean? I just, I just want to care about wrestling again nothing nothing in this in this match or this show so far has made me give a shit about any of it do you know what i mean and I, and I, I wrestling used to do that to me i used to fucking hang on it i used to sit there and chew my fingernails and and even as even as a wrestler you know sit there and wonder who's going to win the rumble because it was such a big event but with this i just i just did not give a shit i couldn't care less and I could see there were some great performances from from certain people, and I could see that you know Shayna Baszler had a great performance. Um, uh, that uh, that girl who's just come back from an injury, who's in the Riot Squad—is it Ruby Riot?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. She had a really good. She had a really good um, run in the Rumble. She was one of the last four, wasn't she, or one of the last three? Or um,
0: something like that. No. So the final four was Rhea Ripley, Bianca Belair, Charlotte, and Natalia.
1: That might have been Rhea Ripley. I'm thinking of then uh, with the short hair, yeah.
0: Short hair, sort of muscular, yeah, sort of the gothy yeah, kind that's of it, look. Yeah. yeah,
1: just come back off an injury, right? She hasn't been about. A while.
0: Yeah, she's awesome.
1: Yeah. yeah, something like yeah. She 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 did really well. Um, Charlotte is just steals a show, like with all of them, because she's a she looks so aggressive, Um, and she. I mean, she's fucked up her face and body physically. I mean, she looks like a, I don't know what she looks like, but she she looks fucking like she could kick your ass and that's that's the main thing like you look at her against all the girls you know Nia Jax has got the size but Nia Jax looks like teddy bear but Charlotte Flair looks like she when she gets angry she looks like fuck this bird's a psychopath I wouldn't want to live with her do you know what I mean if I, I wouldn't want to wind her up she'd fucking kill me like she she's the only one her and Shayna Basley are the only ones I can see with the real real intensity I don't, what do you think, Sean? Am I just being fucking misogynistic or stupid? Because I just can't see any intensity in 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 many of the girls. I can see some talent, athletic ability, beauty, and I think there should be a women's Raw Rumble. But I just when I watch it, I just I'm I'm not seeing any any intensity. I can't I can't fucking get behind any of them. But apart from Charlotte and Rhea Ripley, I don't know why.
0: Yeah, I don't think you're being misogynistic. I think you look at pro wrestling, you know, almost genderless. I think you look for certain things and you want to see them spread across both genders. You don't necessarily, you know, always look at looks. You you just want to look at, you know, their intensity, like you said. Charlotte, when she, you know, gives somebody a chop, she, you know, scrawls her face up and then she screams woo. And, you know, she's always got that kind of intense... Look on her face, same with Rhea Ripley. She looks like she's going to rip your head off. You know, she's got that kind of uh, she's quite tall, slender, but got like quite sort of um, stocky up top. So it looks like you know, she would just grab your hair and and you know, <laughs> I don't know, just say mean things to you. But um, yeah, I guess that helps also, uh, with the heel also thing. So, uh, what do you call it? Well, she was in the
1: UFC, wasn't she? Or uh, something Shayna like Baszler that.
0: was she was in UFC, wasn't she? So she looks like she's going to rip your head off as well. Like. Um, yeah, like you said, Nia Jax, she's got kind of the size and stuff like that. But I guess everybody else, uh, I guess you have to have different people. You can't have all the same heel. You can't have all the uber aggressive kind of alpha female heels. You have to have the, you know, the the chicken shit ones, like you got your your Carmella and and people like that, and maybe your, your, your Billy Kay and people like that. I guess you can't sort of paint everybody with the same brush, but you have to have the same level of commitment. I think that's probably what we're looking for. Like, Sharla is a 100% committed to whatever she does. Whether she's a face, she's committed to that. Whether she's kicking your ass, committed to it. You know, whether it's, you know, the, the last bits of the match and she's got you in the figure four, then the figure eight, you can see it in her face. The desperation that she wants you to tap out. It's not just like... She's not phoning it in. I felt the same thing with Rhea Ripley. Bianca Blair at the end, when she won the Rumble, like it was nice to see her do a promo and actually see what I felt was like genuine emotion. It's like it's like almost she didn't know she was going to win the Rumble. And then like right at the end, there was like, right, you're, you're going over. She dumps out who, whoever was at the end. I think it was Charlotte, wasn't it? And then she's just like breaking down, crying, giving this interview. And I'm like, well, that that's good. I, I, don't, I didn't want her to then turn around and go, well, uh, yeah, I put in a fine performance so I came in at number three and uh, I think it's going to be a really good match she was just like I can't can't believe I just you know this is she was like genuinely crying and emotional she didn't really say very much because it was sort of held back between all these tears but you kind of get where she was coming from this is her dream this is what she's fought for every day she tried to get a little catchphrase she's the est of everything the greatest the best whatever and you kind of got that and it gave her sympathy and you know i think she'll be a really really good you know face and if she goes up against anybody um at wrestlemania i don't know who it's gonna be but if it's charlotte i think that'll be a great match if charlotte is the heel and she just goes in there and absolutely just kills her and Bianca can sell. She's got that sympathy. Like you said, she's really athletic. She's actually strong as well. She you knows she's lifting people up. I think they could have a really, really good match. I'm not quite sure who the Raw women's champion is. do you know who the women's champion is on Raw? Is it Oscar?
1: Um Yeah, I think Gisowski, yeah.
0: But then Oscar's a face we we need a good. I, I can't go into a WrestleMania scene a face versus face match, especially after be- uh, Bianca Belair has just won the won the title. I think you need a good monster heel versus. We've you know, well, we've
1: got a couple of pay per views to so go, haven't we? I mean, there'll be. A, I think there's an elimination chamber, isn't there? And there's another one. They said they were going to do Fast Lane or something. So there might be a title change there. Alaska was nowhere to be seen on the um, on the rumble, so they they've they've made you sort of half forget about her and focus the the focus the limelight totally on on Bianca Belair. But I, I suppose what I mean by the, by the intensity it isn't honestly it isn't about everyone being evil and going girl or whatever. It's like if you're you know if 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 I'm wrestling you and I'm the intense one, say I'm I'm the fucking you know the Brock Lesnar of the match. And you know, and and you're the whoever, you're the comedy wrestler of the match, or, or you're the, you know, you're the guy who who's fucking coming in and, you know, not, not fucking, I, I don't know, you're, you're just you're just you're just the dude who's, who I'm expected to eat up. It's like, you know, you're not going to come in with that intensity. You've got your own gimmick, you've got your own persona and character, and and obviously you've got to commit to that. And you're right, commitment is a big thing. But when you eventually get the chance to get some shit in, you know, get 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 some land some forearms, land some moves, land some whatever. Like it's got to be done. Like it's it's the fucking you know, like you're giving it everything you've got. Like this, if I don't hit this, I am fucked. Sort of like mentality. Do you know what I mean? I know wrestling's fake, but what seems to have happened is is it seems to be so planned out now and everyone like because i don't know if you noticed in the rumble mickey james actually walked into the middle of a spot did you see that like there was a spot going on i don't know who it was it was this fucking really long spot to get someone out and uh, mickey james walked into the middle of it like it going on in a rumble man people should be just fucking like teeing off on each other and trying to you know try, trying to you know trying desperately to get people out and all this sort of stuff so there's like you know, if someone's on the top rope in a Royal Rumble, you push the fuckers off. Do you know what I mean? It's just there's there's stuff there's stuff that I'm seeing there that that I'm just I don't know. Like you say, maybe I I think of wrestling in a in a different way. I just I just I just can't see the when I when I say intensity, every wrestler, no matter what character they've got, whether they're fucking you know, whether they're you know Brock Lesnar or whether they're fucking Goldberg when they land whatever move they land or when they're in trouble and their last ditch effort to beat that person is whatever move for fucking particularly let's say a spear because everyone does a spear these days like that person has got to throw that move with such intensity that it's believable and I don't know. I'm just not finding any of the characters believable. I mean, that poor cow who comes down in that fucking plastic tank, she's fucked (laughs) from square one. Doesn't matter how good she is. She could be the best wrestler in the fucking world coming down that little toy tank. What the fuck? Well, it's cool. I want one. Don't get me wrong. (laughs) Having it as a fuck like she, she is fucked before she starts. You know, it's just, it's, it's, uh, I don't know. uh, I just, I suppose just to put it down to a couple of words, I wasn't invested in it. I was, I li- you're right, I, li- I like the fact that Bianca Blair won. The promo was good at the end. It felt genuine. I think it was genuine. Um, but still, I didn't care. It did not get my blood pumping. D- I did it yours? Did it get your blood pumping at any point? Did you think at the end, fuck this is cool you're watching it did you think fuck this is this is awesome
0: no uh again I was looking at it from a different perspective obviously I was writing it down I was making notes as I went along so it felt a little bit clinical but I didn't ever feel at any point when I was writing notes that I had to like look up and see what was going on it's just like oh the next person's coming in oh it's you know Shotzi Blackheart on a uh, on a plastic tank or you know it's Ruby Riott or it's Rhea Ripley and the oh that's interesting that's Mickey James or It it felt very kind of clinical, felt very safe, Um, and again, going back to a point you made earlier about, like, yeah, the women should have their own Royal Rumble, great watching two Royal Rumbles on the same show, you get to see a lot of the same thing. And if I see anyone do that Shawn Michaels thing one more time, I'm going to pull my hair out. It's like get thrown over the top rope, hold on to the rope, dangle your feet, one foot touches the floor, and then you come back in the ring. I don't know how many people did that. I think Bianca Belair did it at least five or six times. I'm pretty sure there was a bunch of other women did it. And then you go to the, the, the man's rumble match and they're all doing it as well. And like that, that thing used to be so special, and they show it every year. They go, "Sean Michaels came in at number one. He's been thrown over the top rope by the British Bulldog. He hangs on, one foot touches the floor. He comes back in, he knocks the Bulldog out, and he wins the Royal Rumble. Oh, my God, what a moment. And now everybody does it every five seconds, and it means nothing.
1: That and how many fucking up-and-overs did you see? Up-and-overs and then twat off the ring apron. I must have seen a fucking hundred of those like in, that, in, both, in both Rumbles it's lazy it's just lazy I think it's lazy booking I think back in the day Pat Patterson used to book the Rumbles and and he used to really think about it like he used to really try and get everyone over it or you know trying you try and get certain people over and lead to WrestleMania and stuff like that I just think that I don't know who's writing the Royal Rumble I don't know who's booking it I don't know how it works I don't know how backstage in WWE works but it's just lazy man it's just fucking lazy and it, it, it's just not exciting anymore. And it, maybe that is the crowd. Maybe that is the, the, the setup. But um, as for the match, just just not exciting. I'm pleased for Bianca Belair. I think that she can hold her own and have a great match at WrestleMania with whatever opponent she's given. Um, and, you know, but, but but for the actual match, for the actual rumble, yeah, uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go two stars again. Um, just again, just for the fact I just didn't care. I can't knock the athleticism. I can't fucking knock the. You know, the, everyone's working hard. I know they are, but I'm just. I don't know. It's just this lack of something. I'm gonna call it intensity. You can call it commitment. I don't know what it is, but it's just this lack of something. It's just so fucking. I don't know. It's just so fucking puerile and just so, like, I don't know. It's just so smooth. It's everything's so smooth and I don't know. There's nothing gritty or fucking anything. It's not, nothing to, nothing to hang your hat on, as the old saying goes. It's just, it's just fucking just. I don't know. Just predictable and predictable and and shit. Like I, I could fucking. I didn't know Bianca Blair was going to win it. Right, Bianca Belair, Sorry, I didn't know she was going to win it but I knew she was going to be one of the last couple. Like I could see it in her eyes when she ran to the ring, but I knew she was going to be one of the stars in it because she was last year. So she obviously impressed people last year enough to, to, you know, to, and she's probably had, uh, I haven't kept track of it, but she's probably had a good year, um, this year. So, you know, I, I knew she was going to do well in it. I didn't know, she, I didn't think she was going to win. I didn't know who was going to win because I don't really know a lot of the women wrestlers. Um, but uh, I knew she was going to be one of the final four, um, you know. Um, but, yeah, it was – it just was – I can't – I'm not going to say it was crap because it wasn't because it was – people worked too hard for it to be crap. And, you know, it was you, – you can't say that, but I was very disinterested.
0: Yeah, I think that's a fair assessment. I'd go probably two and a half stars just because I sort of – it didn't feel too long. It felt like it flowed kind of nicely. Uh, I liked a few of the, the people in in the Rumble and I was happy with the overall um, final result because I think that can ruin a Rumble as well. When somebody wins that you think didn't deserve it or can't really see where the story's going or you don't really like them, you know, the other the other year Randy Orton won and I just went oh okay yeah whatever or like Roman when Roman Reigns won when Daniel Bryan should have won that one year you're like all oh, right yeah okay Roman Reigns won you kind of forget what happened that last hour and you go all right the winner is this person that's kind of anticlimactic but anyway speaking of anticlimactic should we go over to the next match
1: yeah, yeah, why not?
0: <laughs> so the uh, fourth match was the Universal Title match, which was a Last Man Standing match between Kevin Owens, the Challenger, and Roman Reigns, the Champion. Let me have it, Jim. What do you reckon to this match, mate?
1: Right. So I'm going to give you two. I'm going to give you two two things to think about. As a, uh, a fight scene in a movie, I would give it five stars. As a wrestling match, I would give it one. It was a fucking. It was a stunt show. It was, it, there was no, it, like, they didn't touch the ring, basically. I don't think they did. They might have done a little bit at the start. But it was just a a, a flash of finishes and dangerous maneuvers and p- pointless dangerous maneuvers as well. And people ramming their head into things. And for, obviously, I know the finish, like, w- was a little bit fucked up. and We'll get to that. But it was just, it was just like it was a fight scene. It wasn't a wrestling match. It was a fucking fight scene. People getting run over by golf carts and it looked cool, man. It looked like fucking hurt. It looked cool, but what's that in a wrestling match? The fucking Kevin Owens going on the um, going on the pallet raising truck thing. And then doing a swanton off of it, and or or him before getting tossed off the the um the bit where all the screens are, and they on on through all those tables, like it's a car crash, it's a fight scene. There's no, I know it's a last man standing match, but there was no semblance, and that's the thing I think about this rumble so far. You know, apart from the second match, which was just sort of pure, you know dull. Like, where's where's the wrestling in this show? Like so far, where's the wrestling? I know a rumble is difficult because it's a Royal rumble. Like I get that, but where's the wrestling? These two could have had a really good wrestling match. Like they could have had a, a superb. Both of them can work. Like Roman Reigns is a, is hot as hot as hot as he could possibly be. Kevin Owens is you know like I say you know a, a really good worker. Has um, got a really good mind. Can put a really good match together. But I just feel that they just totally wasted an opportunity to have a really good wrestling match with a, with a stunt or two in it, because it's, it's the last man standing. So you've got to beat your opponent half to death, but after being run over and thrown off, uh, thrown 15 foot through tables and doing swantons on each other, like, and still not getting the 10 count, you know, like we, well, I, I half expected him to get like an Uzi out and, and, <laughs> and start shooting the place up. Like, it was. It was. I've, I've, it was like a Jackie Chan movie. It was just. It was. It was. It was offensive to me. <laughs> offensive to wrestling. Now, did I enjoy it? Yeah, it was fun. But did did is it rest? Is it is it wrestling match? No way. No way is it wrestling. And this whole show. This this show was wasn't a wrestling show. It was, God knows what it was. It was jackass. It was. It it was. It was. It was, it was silliness. And um I think it's a real shame because I think they like, have had a really good, really good match in the ring. Take the last man standing out of it. I don't know why that rule came about. I haven't seen them wrestle each other yet. So I don't know why it's had to build up to a last man standing match so quick. But my I don't watch Raw or SmackDown or whatever they're on, so I don't know. Um then you know, they might have been feuding for for months, God knows. So I can't tell you the backstory. But I can I can tell you that they would have had a much better in the match in the ring than they did just flying about in the arena. Um, yeah, I suppose that's what I can say so far. What do you think?
0: <laughs> well, I didn't actually mind the match. Again, like you said, it's not really a wrestling match. It was... It was a fight scene. It was a stunt show, but I, I thought it was fairly entertaining. So just to kind of take you guys through the match, really. So it started off as hot as Goldberg McIntyre. You know, they the guys looked like they hate each other. They were laying stuff in. Then early on, like Jim said, there was a there was a bump off the uh, Thunderdome through some tables. Again, this didn't get the didn't get the ten count, and then. We, we go elsewhere. We've got like a backstage area, which was kind of cool to see. It's like a, a sort of a separate ring in a backstage area where they've got all these other little bits and bobs. And then you see... Kevin Owens kind of looking for Roman Reigns and he just gets smacked by a golf cart, which looked absolutely sick. I thought the bump looked great, but it looked like it absolutely killed Kevin Owens. And again, he was up at like seven or eight. So you're like, OK, where where are they are going to go from this one? There's a random like announce table in this backstage area. Kevin Owens does a big splash off of these, uh, I guess, rigging or whatever. That's not the finish. So, again, they have to go higher. They have to elevate. What I did like, though, in this little backstage area, they had a couple of tables. don't know if you noticed this, Jim, but they had uh, like a tarp over it and they had loads of spray cans and it all been like spray painted. And I was like, that looks like what I would do. I, was like, I thought you found Yeah. Up. I was like, PVC's been there. There's a few spray cans and stuff. Oh. And,
1: uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's been a bit of a Banksy. He didn't want to get caught. Yeah. They ran away.
0: Exactly. That was awesome. And then, yes, um,. So they did sort of, they did a high bump and then they did the cart bump and then they did like a medium bump, which was a splash. Then they had an even higher bump, which was, yeah, like you said, Kevin Owens got in this forklift truck, lifted the forks all the way up to the top, got on top of that and jumped off and did a massive swanton through all these tables. That wasn't the 10 count at all. And we're just sort of left thinking, well, where do they go from here? Normally the highest bump or the biggest, craziest bump is the end of the match. So then they fight back through to the arena, Um, Roman Reigns gets a spear through the sort of the Titantron LED boards, Owens gets to his feet again, then they bring out the handcuffs and this is where the match kind of I guess it, it it sort of forks Way off. We're lost with momentum. Yeah, it, it kind of, they kind of thought, we've done the stunts, now let's do a little bit of story, which I kind of appreciate. I liked what happened. It just did not fit with what happened earlier. It was so juxtaposed to what happened earlier. It's like, imagine watching the Fast and Furious movies, and they kick off with the craziest stunt you've seen, and then they go into the emotional stuff to finish. You're like, oh, uh, what? Like you're supposed to build up to the the massive third act payoff. They started with the third act and then they ended with this um, handcuff spot, which I liked. I thought it was kind of cool. Uh, Owens gets the the better of Roman Reigns and sort of handcuffs him to this this pole, which was like down low, so it looked like Roman Reigns couldn't get to his feet. And as the ref is sort of counting, he goes eight, goes nine, he goes for the ten. Reigns kind of in his heel self just grabs the ref and pulls him into the pole I thought it was genius I really liked that bit because I didn't actually see it coming I was like what well, what's he gonna do like how, is he gonna like basically break the handcuffs and stand up because they made out that he couldn't stand and then they kind of messed that up afterwards which we'll go into in a second and he just grabs the ref pulls him into it, and I was like that was brilliant I like that and then Paul Heyman comes over with his, his little handcuff keys and takes about 20 minutes to undo the handcuffs. A second ref comes in, starts counting, gets to about six, sees Heyman still hasn't undone the handcuffs and just stops counting. I was like, what? He, he pretends to get distracted. <laughs> I was like, wow, you, you have completely messed that up. So then uh, I guess Reigns at this point goes, oh, it's low down, but I can actually get to my feet. So the ref gets to like seven. Reigns gets to his feet. Finally, the handcuff comes off. And then Roman Reigns just grabs Kevin Owens in a guillotine, and that's the finish. I was like, you got to be kidding me. You've done all these sick, crazy bumps that could have easily have been the finish. The first throw off the top through the tables could have been the finish. The swanton off the forklift truck could have been the finish. The, yeah, the spear through the LED board could have been the finish. And you ended it with a guillotine. I don't know whether they're trying to put the guillotine over with Reigns using this move, but it just it just did not make sense to me. Like I enjoyed the match, but it, it, it went in the reverse direction, whereas a match should start slowly, build to a crescendo. This started at the crescendo and then just sort of fizzled out a little bit. So Roman Reigns is still Universal Champion, I guess.
1: Obviously, what was meant to happen was the ref was meant to, you know, I think it was going well, and uh, you know, up until the ref got hurt and then basically Paul Heyman just couldn't get the key, couldn't get the cuffs off. But if he if he'd have got the cuffs off, run over to um, uh, Kevin Owens and put that guillotine on, I don't think it would have been so bad if it would have been done in that time. Do you know? What I mean, ref gets hurt, other ref comes out, gets to about five keys come off, handcuffs come off nicely, easily and uh, Roman Reigns maybe gives Kevin Owen the 18th the spear of the, of the show and then puts him in a guillotine. At least that would have given it a little bit more momentum. But I think the fact that handcuffs fucked up um, meant that they, I think it, it fucked everything up. It, it fucked the pace of the matchup. Um, it probably fucked the time they had. They, they needed to go home. So that was probably why he put the guillotine on quick. Um, it, it, made them it made the match. i mean kevin owens got like you say got thrown off the um the 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 what did you call it the bit where what, all the screens are like up? the thunderdome
0: i think that's what they call it yeah, yeah basically they, thrown it's thrown sort off of like layer yeah.
1: thunderdome through the tables he was up at five and you know he then fucking, like you say all these other stunts or whatever he's sort of up at seven or eight um thingy gives him a um a, a, a what do you call it a uh a superman punch um, Kevin Owens gets a stunner in does the handcuff does the handcuff bit um, and I don't know where Kevin Owens went for all that time he was just sort of out of the picture like he was obviously selling something but no one sold anything in that match because they were just doing such crazy shit And all, but, but all of a sudden Kevin Owens is, is, is obviously hanging around waiting for the finish and waiting for the cuffs to come off it was just a clusterfuck it was just a clusterfuck, and then eventually when it when it happened, Roman Reigns, like you said, randomly ran up, and got the, uh, you know, they took the cuffs off. Roman Reigns randomly ran up to Kevin Owens, put him in that chokehold. Now, the only, one of the only things I did like about that match is, is that it's the only move that was actually taken seriously. Like, that's the only move that he's done that actually is is been protected. I don't think anyone's not tapped from that or passed out or whatever. So that's cool. At least that move's been protected. Um, the spear definitely isn't, and the Superman punch definitely hasn't because they did about 100 of those in the matches and the stunner as well. I just, again, it was, like I said to you, I can I can't really say any more than I said it was it was a it was a stunt show. It was not it was no it was nothing to do with wrestling apart from the fact that it was on a wrestling event. There was no wrestling in it. It was a stunt show where things just, like you say, started higher um then got higher and higher and higher um that i to be honest with you I, I don't know what finish they could have done that would have worked do you know what i mean i know the finish ballsed up i know that they had trouble with the handcuffs and that diffused everything and whatever but what could they have done do you know what i mean by the time they got to that point what could they have done like you said they needed to finish it earlier we're
0: just sort yeah. of thinking about it like as you, as you were talking there, I was trying to kind of rebook the match in in my in my head, and I think as they want Roman Reigns to be this kind of killer monster heel. I think the golf cart thing could have been a really cool finish. Say, for instance, like Kevin Owens is getting on top. Maybe he hits the Swanton off the off the forklift truck. And for some reason, like basically Paul Heyman comes in and helps Roman Reigns up. That gets Roman Reigns a bit more heat. And you're like, oh, I needs Ray- he needs Heyman to help him. Or like one of the Usos comes down because I think they're like working together now or something. I'm not quite sure. I don't really follow wrestling that much. Somebody comes in to basically help out. Owen's like I don't know runs off and chases off and then you basically have a hit and run Rain smashes through Owens with this golf cart and then maybe just like lingers over him and you get that kind of almost cinematic shot where you can kind of see Kevin Owens on the floor just basically just been hit by a car almost akin to what happened was it like Royal Rumble 99 where Stone Cold got hit by Rikishi like I mean Stone Cold sold Nine that sold that 99. yeah Stone Cold sold that for how many months I know he had a broken neck but like He sold the hit and run incident for months and months and months. And Kevin Owen gets hit. I know it's a golf cart and stuff, but there's a pretty crazy bump. And like, if he didn't, if he didn't time that correctly, he was going to get like pretty seriously hurt. And yeah, just imagine, you know, You get the heel stuff in there and then Roman is just kind of standing over him and, you know, Paul Heyman with his hands, with his arms crossed, kind of chuckling, you know, giving him the big, you're the chief now and just get this like monster, almost if you imagine it very cinematic, like the camera is on the floor looking at Kevin Owens basically dead on the floor because, you know, you get hit by a car, you don't often get up and then do some crazy other moves again. And just Roman just standing over him, just like with his hair all wet and, and Heyman in the background. Like that's the only way I could have seen a good 10 count that would have made sense to me. I don't know. I'm obviously not a booker. You are, I don't know how you would have booked the match at all.
1: I think I, would, I think I would have booked the match more in the ring. I would have had him do some stuff in the ring. Um, if I was going to keep one crazy bump in the way I would have, why I would have finished that match. So if you just, just forget about it. Like I would have, I would have started it in the ring a little bit more done some cool stuff in the ring. Cause they're both really good workers. Um, and I would have protected their finishers a little bit more. Um, there was no need for the bump off the, off the, the, the time Trump three or whatever it is, the, whatever you said it was called, there was no need for it. It just didn't, it just, didn't get any reaction from me other than fucking hell, like, what What was the point in that? But, you know, that was that was the reaction it got from me. Uh, I don't know what any other fans thought. They might have jumped out of the seat. I don't know. I can't speak for anyone else. But I would have fought out to the backstage area. What? And then what I would have done is I would have done, had Kevin Owens do the swanton from the top, had him fucked, had it get to about a nine count both of them get up and then I'd have had either Paul Heyman or one of the Usos hit him with a golf cart. And then that would have been the finish. I wouldn't have had Reigns touch him because then that gives Reigns more heat. Reigns would have had more heat. He would have, he could have, you know, he can do that whole, I'm the chief thing or whatever, but he didn't actually beat him. So you can either go on from there um, and have another match with Kevin Owens because you can say you didn't technically beat me. Or you can um just leave it there and have Roman Reigns as a as a cheating bastard, basically. So, you know, you've got the big spot where you think Kevin Owens is gonna win because he's done that massive swanton. They can both sell, the golf cart comes in, it doesn't matter if Heyman or any of the either of the USOs are driving it, it doesn't matter. Exactly the same bump, and that's what takes Owens out. I think that would that's the way I would have probably booked it. Um, I would have definitely left the fucking handcuffs bit out,
0: <laughs> and that's why you're the booker, Jim. I I think that would have been a much better ending to this match. And although I didn't really hate it, I, I the 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 two wrestlers in this match, you know, they laid it out for themselves. They they put themselves on the line. They put everything in. They did these crazy bumps. So for me, it gets like a three out of five, just because I appreciate the work that they do. I know having done crazy jumps and bumps before, they they're not easy to do. They take a toll on your body. And even though it looks simple to be like, oh yeah, but you land on the. T- on the tables, break and it breaks you fall. Yeah, it does. It still hurts though, mate.
1: <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh no, no, fuck! The match was dangerous, extremely dangerous. It was, um it was, it was unnecessarily dangerous. Like you know, I'm not taking anything away from the from the physicality of it, especially on Kevin Owens' side. He was the one who did all the diving and jumping. Um, you know, uh, and and even on Roman Reigns' side, he's the one who's, who had to take the shit. You know, it's it's not phys, phys, physicality wise. It was, you know, shit ten out of ten. Like the the guys, the guy's killing himself. Um, but it was to me, like I say, it was a stunt show and stunts hurt as well. Stunt men get hurt. You know, when they get set on fire, they actually get set on fire. They wear a big fiery suit and all that sort of stuff. But I'm sure it burns I'm sure it doesn't feel particularly nice not being able to breathe and all that shit Do you know what I mean like you know it's it it was a stunt show it wasn't a wrestling match and that was my problem with the show up to this point it, there was no fucking wrestling in it um apart from a little bit in the second match it was just it, and and this was yeah it was it was like a like I said to you earlier, earlier on in the podcast fight scene as as a fight scene as a as a sort of live um uh, you know, a live sort of uh, rehearsed, planned stunt show. I'd give it a five out of five. But as a wrestling match, I'll I'll, I'll be a bit more generous now. I said one, but that's because I was annoyed with it. <laughs> now we spoke about it, and I've had a think, bit of a think about it. I'll give it a two. But it it again. It just I just I, I, I knew obviously knew the rangers was going to win. Um, and Kevin Owens is—I mean, I've got to give him credit. Like I've seen him, I've seen him take some severe bumps. I've seen him take fucking that. he let Braun Strowman fry him off that cage through the table. Um, like really, like for, for like right off the top of the, the cage, not a cell like the, the, the a normal cage. Uh, he chokeslammed him through an announced table. He's been thrown off fucking huge ladders through through, through tables. He's had some crazy ladder matches where he's he's really put put himself at risk. He is a brave, mad, insane bastard who will put anything on the line for this job. Um, but sometimes, I think that um, I think you just got to think about context and uh, story and risk and reward and the fact that no one's really there as well, um, which is which doesn't really help um you know i full props to the guy um for being as brave as he is and full props to roman reigns for really finding his feet as a heel um i just don't think that this match was 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 was, was a match it was a was a wrestling match it was it was a stun show and um you know that and and i think by this point because i i watched the show by this point um i was just getting fed up with seeing people fighting outside and going through barriers and bashing their head off of things and going through tables and you know i was just getting i was just getting sick of you know not seeing actual any actual wrestling because even in the rumble people can't really wrestle that much they can do their spots but they can't have a match can they so you know where was the match you know where was the where was the match that we the 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 where you can actually build up a a proper wrestling-based storyline. I thought that was going to be that match, and it wasn't. It just wasn't what I expected or wanted, but that's my opinion, and that isn't anyone else's. Some people might have loved it.
0: Yeah, well, unfortunately, we didn't get another match in between this one and the main event, which was match five, the men's Royal Rumble match. So unfortunately, Jim... The the wrestling you had to deal with was Sasha and Carmella, and a little bit, you know, in in the Rumble matches. But um, you called to chat about the main main event now.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and I, you know, I, I I I'm not. I don't, I I'm a professional wrestler myself. I know the pain. I know how, what it feels like to bump. I know what it feels like to fucking go through tables. I know what it feels like to land on tacks. I know and so do you you know what it feels like i i fully respect every single athlete that has ever stepped in any wrestling ring in any promotion um you know who's been any good do you know what i mean i'm not talking about fucking Potter or whatever but you know but, you know who's been who's who, who's who's trained and paid the dues and you know got to where they've got to i respect all these guys just because I don't happen to agree on the booking of the match or particularly like the way that it was performed, it doesn't mean that I don't respect these guys and I don't think that they're amazing because I mean to get in the WWE you've got to be a fucking, you know, you, you've you've got to be an amazing athlete and and you know and, and and as tough as nails. So, you know, I'm not pissing on these guys. I'm, I'm not pissing on the sh- on on the show. It just wasn't my kind of show so so far um and yeah yeah well i'm happy to move on the main event but i just wanted to make that point cuz i don't want people to think that they're fucking calling these people shit like cuz you know i'm not in the wwe i don't have a right to fucking say that but it's just just my opinion on the on the actual on the actual show. You yeah, know. but you,
0: you know what you like, don't you? It's like going into a five-star restaurant and then ordering something and you not liking it. It doesn't mean that the, the the chef is not massively talented and knows his culinary skills and the thing isn't presented properly. It's just like, if you don't like that particular food, like any, any amount of chefery or cooking skills is not going to make you like it anymore. It's like, if you didn't want to see a stunt show And you wanted to see a good wrestling match with a storyline, and these guys put their their asses on the line. You didn't see that, so therefore you didn't enjoy it. You know, it's it's like take I don't know, going to the movie and expecting to see a a rom com, and it turns out to be a horror movie. You're not going to be like, well, that was great. You'd be like, well, it's not what I wanted. (laughs) I wanted laughter. I wanted intrigue. I wanted love. You know, I didn't want zombies biting brains or you know. Hack slashing murderers.
1: Exactly. No, you're totally right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. If 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 you don't if you don't like it, you don't like it. But I think. But I'm also a little bit worried and a little bit concerned that this is the way that wrestling is going. Do you know what I mean? I don't want it to continue going this way. I, you know, that this this I think especially seeing as there's no crowd there at the moment. Why why risk it? Why risk this 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 chaos? You know, if there if there was if there was twenty thousand people there fucking jump off it do you know what I mean but you know it there's there's at this particular point you know wrestling's at its lowest ebb really um and the guys are are, are trying their absolute hardest and and I respect that um it's just that I don't know does it seem to you like especially with that match did it seem to you like the WWE are making a point that even though there's no fans here we're still willing to put on the craziest and best performance we can and our athletes are the best in the world. Do you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's it's almost like now there's no crowd, they have to try even harder because normally you'd do a crazy bump and you'd get that reaction from the crowd and the crowd almost make more out of it than, than you do. So it's like you could do a simple... I don't know, like table bump and the crowd would go mad and hoot and holler and chant and scream and whatnot. But now they don't. Either you get like fed in audio from these people watching Thunderdome. If it is fed in audio, I don't know. Or like you said, canned audio where it's all pre-recorded things and some guys in the back of the truck just going, OK, I'll do it. This is awesome chant or I'll do it. This is yeah a Goldberg chant or, you know. Roman sucks or something like that. You, you, you can't manufacture emotion like that. And it's almost like, yeah, like you say, it's like, Vince McMahon's gone in the backstage. You go, oh, there's no fans out there. Uh, if you were going to do a, a five star match, I'm now on a six star match. Like everything you were going to do, how about you take it up 10 foot higher? If you were going to do this move, how about you do this move twice? If you were going to punch him in, in the face, I want you to punch him in the face twice. You're going to jump off a forklift truck? I want you to jump off two forklift trucks. I don't know. It's like, yeah. just It's uh... almost
1: like they're comp- overcompensating. Yeah. And um, it's just, it's taking wrestling out of the ring and storytelling out of it. And it's turning it into, I don't know, into a stunt show and into a cartoon. And I I don't know, I just, just not liking the way it's going. And I'm just praying to Christ that when, when the fans come back, that they return to a little bit of more normality, which I'm, which I'm sure they will um, because they won't have the option to, to do all that shit really. Um, you know there'll be actual people there, so you know I hope, I'm hope fingers crossed when when fans do start coming back, we'll start seeing a product that resembles actual wrestling rather than a fucking I don't know, rather than a a, 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 a movie or or you know just a semblance of of choreographed bollocks. <clears throat> but anyway, moving on to the onto the uh, onto the man's rumble. Now I'm just gonna say something before we start. All right, I. Avoided any kind of. Um, I didn't watch it live. I, I watched it. Uh, I watched it Monday. Monday afternoon, I avoided any kind of um, social media so that no bastard could tell me he was going to win. Um, I avoided all that stuff. Um, but the minute the minute it started and the minute Edge came out, I knew he was going to win. I knew he was going to win by his face, by the way he moved, his eyes. I knew he was ready to put a shift in. I, by the way he came out of the ring, I knew he was going to win. I fucking knew it. And that ruined it for me because he won. And I just – I don't know how. There's not – I'm not I'm not psychic, not anything. But I could tell by the way he came out and the way that other people came out, he was going to ring win. And I knew they were going to do that swerve with Randy Orton. That was obvious because um, for guys who didn't watch it, um, I've ruined it for you. But uh, <laughs> Edge, the started – Randy Orton feigned a knee injury <clears throat> after a deed, again after fucking fighting outside and doing a DDT on the uh, on on the table. Uh, Randy Orton was gone for the rest of the match until right at the end, and then they did a little swerve where Randy Orton came back. Um, we he was about to chuck Edge over, but did the old switcheroo, and Edge chucked Randy Orton over, and he won. And it was all it was all very emotional, but the 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 match itself again just the same as the women's like someone came in fucking boom 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 finish 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 fucking you know uh, then blend into the forearm fest or get chucked out you know there was i like that there was a few few things i liked about it um that I really liked about it that stood out one was Christian's performance I thought Christian looked great um, and I'll put him on the full time fucking roster any day of the week again if he wanted to come back um, but I'm not Vincent Mann and how awesome Carlito looked as well Carlito looked superb um, physically and I enjoyed his little skit um, but apart from that um, quite a forgettable rumble really what about yourself?
0: Yeah, I have very much the same. I liked the the whole injury angle. I thought it was kind of interesting again because we're involved in wrestling. We can almost see these things coming. I really, really liked actually at the end that basically when Randy came in and did the RKO out of nowhere, they filmed that really nice because you you assumed edged one, then he hits the RKO, then he picks him up, and I thought. Okay, either Randy's going to win here and I'm going to be really disappointed or they're going to wrestle for another 10 minutes and it's going to be one of the longest things I've ever seen. I just want it to be over. But they didn't. They did the whole switcheroo. Randy grabs him by the hair, goes to throw him out, Edge switches him, throws him straight over, which I liked. Randy didn't hang on. He didn't squirm on the side he didn't fall on the side and have to get elbowed off or speared off like he just went out and I was like thank god for that somebody just went out properly like that's that's what I wanted to see I didn't want to see them have another 10 minute battle and if they did I'm sure they could have pulled it off really well but for that moment, that's what they needed. They needed that urgency of Randy coming in, bam, RK out of nowhere, picks him up, quick switch, over, celebration, fireworks, point at the sign, go home. Everybody's happy. I like that. I thought it was really good. But the rumble in itself, uh, pretty dull.
1: Just just lazy. I mean, it, let's let's look at the let's look at the women's and the guys, right? Let's look at it simultaneously. Nia Jax is the big fucking bad um, you know, tall monster bitch woman like of the female section braun Strowman is the fucking big monster huge fucking psychopathic cunt of the of the bloke section they came out at the same time and went out in pretty much the same way lazy booking just lazy booking, lazy booking that that, that you know that you could see coming from a mile off because they just did it they just did it. And again, the amount of Shawn Michaels hang on the thing and, and and go over or whatever. And and the way that they were they were pushing um Daniel Bryan. I could see in his eyes he wasn't gonna win. Like it was there was just no it was just no like there was no teases or there was no there was just no nothing to to get you particularly excited. It was just like Edge was it and, and again, another thing, it was the same it was the same with um you know, because it was again lazy booking. I know Edge came in first, but Bianca Belair came in third and won. So it was pretty much same story there, really. Um, but with Edge, you know, like uh, there was no from the crowd. There was sorry, there was no from. There, oh, my, there was probably sorry, not from the crowd, from the commentary. There was no real sort of like Edge has been in this match since number one he must be absolutely exhausted, do you know, how can he continue? This guy hurt, you know, this This is this guy's first match since whatever, you know, the great show on earth and blah, blah, blah. And there was no, there was none of that, do you know what I mean? To make it exciting, they, you know, they might have mentioned him. I'm not saying they didn't mention him, but they just, they just didn't put him over. Do you know what I mean? Well, the commentary is very clinical around.
0: nowadays, isn't it? it? It's very factual, the commentary. It's like, Oh, Edge has been in 34 minutes now. Okay, he started in at number one, which started 30, oh it's 35 minutes now. He's been in. Oh, he was off for four months, eight days, eight hours with a with a torn meniscus. You're like, oh, I don't care. I want the emotion. I want you to tell me he's been in this match for 34 minutes. By oh, he's been he's been clawing at the corner. He's been out almost twice. He, he he had a bit of rivalry with Randy Orton at the beginning. He's took Randy Orton out. He, you know he's ended this rivalry now. Edge wants to go on to WrestleMania. It's like he's been in for 35 four minutes well done edge all right great <laughs> how clinical can you be with the commentary
1: again lazy booking in the sense that like christian came out awesome but like wouldn't it have been really good if edge was in some sort of peril at that time they had that like, at
0: one point i i swear i was gonna call christian like i think it was about five different people eat, uh beating edge up and it was like 10 9 i was like it's christian it's christian christian's gonna come in they're gonna do the whole thing it was like Urgh. it's probably like shinsuke nakamura i was like all right cool Brilliant, and then he comes out of the end, and it didn't really mean anything. It it, it meant something because I, I was excited to see uh, Christian and see them. They didn't do the five-second pose. They didn't do anything like that. It was like,
1: all right, fine. They just hugged and shit and smiled, and it was cool. Yeah, and whatever. It, they did the wheelbarrow splash and that and whatever. But like you know, I don't ever remember them ever doing the wheelbarrow splash. No. They probably did, it, but it wasn't one of their big things that they did. Do you know what I mean? Like they so many so many more cool things like you know christian's in the shit edge saves him blah 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 like there there wasn't there wasn't there, there probably was a little bit of that i'm not so because i can't remember everything that happened in the rumble but there wasn't anything that stuck out in my mind where i thought yeah fuck brilliant you know you, they, you know i, I expected the edge to be like you know hanging on the fucking top rope everyone's trying to get rid of him blah, 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 like you say, 10, then Christian comes down, fucking boom, 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 hits his, like, you know, hits his, whatever it is, that finisher he does, fucking, then, hit, then him and Edge hug, and fucking, then they start wailing on all the other guys and aim a few out, you know what I mean? That would have been cool.
0: Yeah, most like, definitely. That,
1: but, but that didn't happen. Edge just smiled, and a tear came down his eye, and it was, <laughs> and then came in and stopped, and they embraced, and it was like, what the fuck's this? Why is no one attacking them? like it's it's like again it's like one of those hollywood movies where you've got like bruce lee standing in the middle 55 bad guys around him and one starts attacking him at once every day no one no one just piles (laughs) in one one walks in he kicks his ass because he's fucking bruce lee And then the other one walks in he fucking kicks his ass it was like they're they're sitting there hugging in the ring why don't people try and kick the shit out of them do you know what i mean it was just i know i know it's wrestling and i know that it's 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 you know you've got to get that but Okay, cool. They hugged in the ring. They embraced. Brilliant. Where are we going to go from that? Like, where are we going to go from that, either in this particular rumble or where are we going forward with it? Is Christian hanging around? Is that just a one-shot deal? Um, You know, not r- much really happened in the rumble. Like, Edge Edge looked shocked when Christian got eliminated. I can't remember how he got eliminated. I think he got dumped over, got a double... All three of them got dumped over at the same
0: time. The final four was Edge, Christian, Seth Rollins and Braun Strowman. And I'm pretty sure like Christian and Rollins were like on the apron and they both had hold of Braun Strowman. And I think Edge came up behind him and all three of them got dumped out. And that's the the fake finish. And that's where you turn around. And that's when Randy Orton came back in, I think, if I recall rightly.
1: I think you're right. Yeah. But, But Rollins did fuck all. Like he didn't do anything. His presence was was. I mean, he came back from an injury, right? He's he's been away for a couple of months. I said, he, he, his presence was fuck all. Like like he came down and did nothing really. Like I don't really didn't really care about that. I tell you, he did have a fucking good rumble actually, who impressed me. Um, and his name escapes me at the moment. Damien really, Priest. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. same. I he thought he the same thing as well. Yeah. Rumble. He had he had a good rumble, but again, no one put it over. Do you know what I mean? He's they're kicking the shit out of everyone and doing all this really cool stuff, and you know they they call it whilst it's happening, but then like they don't mention it until he does something cool again, like you know. But he was but he was working really hard. He was fucking hanging off the ropes, and I could see him like teasing loads of stuff, but no one was mentioning it. Like the 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 camera seemed very static for both rumbles, and by that I just meant it was like focusing on the ring you didn't really see too many people like hanging on for dear life unless it unless it was a part of the finish or the show like at the end of the women's rumble for example with Bianca Belair and the other girl they were kicking each other off the apron while they were trying to and like you know so you know there was they focused on that because that was a big part of the story of the rumble but like for the for the rest of it, it just seemed like they did they weren't the, the camera wasn't focusing on any teasers or anyone really sort of going out of a rumble. In fact it missed half the fucking people going out of the fucking rumble. Like it just it just missed them. Like, you know, I don't know who was on like I said, I don't know who was on camera that night, but I think he was pissed. And it was just it, i don't know, again, just I just I could see Edge was gonna win. Damien Priest impressed me. Um it was cool to see Christian back, uh cool to see Carlito as well um he's built like a shit house door now um and i obviously i was on a show with him where matt wrestled him and he was he was pretty big then but i mean fuck he's he's a he's a really, real big size now um and uh yeah it was just a cacophony of of finishes and 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 sort of shines and then nothingness really it was it was exactly like the girls Royal rumble and it seemed to go really fast as well. Like because they've got two rumbles on the show now, they're definitely doing what they call Titan time, which for people who don't know what that is, if they're saying like, Oh, you know, every 90 seconds, someone will be entered into the rumble. Titan time basically means it isn't 90 seconds, it's 45 seconds. They just enter them in whenever they want. Do you know what I mean? It's it's uh, they enter them in whenever it's convenient or whenever they're need, needed for this for a particular spot. That's what tight and time is. So um I think there was a lot of Titan time going on and um yeah, both rumbles just seemed really quick, uh, really unimpressive. And um, yeah, the people who like rumbles really give a chance for people to shine and set up for for WrestleMania's or for future shows. Um but I mean I could, I could maybe pick a few matches that might come out of it. But in general, it just 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 fucking just lazy. Just lazy and pointless and not the wrestlers weren't lazy. The booking was lazy and that's the difference. Um and I knew that Chris I knew that fucking Edge was gonna win the mini fucking pokes his head out of the curtain. I just knew it.
0: <laughs> what I quite liked was there was a few eliminations that I can kind of remember that were different to all the other ones. Um do you remember Dominic Mysterio, which is Rey Mysterio's? Oh son? yeah, it's
1: like, he got fucking <laughs> aimed right over. Yeah, that was
0: fucking. That was amazing. That was just like he comes in, kind of gets a little mini shine, and then was it like uh was it Baron Corbin? Yeah, Baron Corbin. He just Corbin, grabs him yeah. and just launches him over the top rope. And I was like, he's gonna die, he's gonna die. And he managed to like land on his feet. I was like, that was a cool elimination. It wasn't just you know, grab him by the head and dump him over, and then give him an elbow on the on the, and then another one. I'm I'm guessing possibly uh, Hurricane Helms maybe had a little more, bit more sway in how he was going to come in because. He come in, did his big entrance, got the big pop, came in, got a bit of a shine and then did his classic thing where he goes to try and choke slam two people like he's the superhero. He can lift up anybody. He's got the super strength. So I think he goes to do it on uh, Biggie and Lashley. And then they both just sort of go, nah, pick him up Gorilla Press and just dump him out of the ring. I was like, that was great. That was exactly what he needed to do. He didn't need to come in and hang on to the ropes and be in there for 20 minutes. Come in, do a spot. Have a giggle, get dumped out, go to the back, and probably have a few beers with the other guys and have a catch up with who he hasn't yeah, seen for a, a while. Play, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. It's fucking brilliant. Yeah, no, no, I, I, I thought that was cool as well, and I, I, I would have quite liked. Um, I liked Dominic Mysterio's elimination. I thought that was great, but I think it would have been quite cool if him and his dad were in there at the same time and just did it. Just did something, a double six one nine or something, and then maybe that. Happened. You know what I mean? Just things like that. That would've that would have been that would have been quite cool because it weren't like they were too far apart. I think once Dominic Mysterio was gone, I don't think Ray was too far behind him. So like it would have been cool, I think, if they'd have just maybe just kept Dominic in the ring for a little while. I know he's inexperienced and whatever, but if he could have just hung on until his dad got there, they could have had a little moment with that maybe. Um just as a little just as a little booking thing. Yeah, Dominic um,
0: Mysterio but- came in at twenty one and then got chucked out by Bobby Lashley and Ray Mysterio was in at 26. So they were, you know, sort of five minutes apart. So they could have done it, but
1: Bob, Bobby Lashley looked good, but again, no one really made a big deal out of it. Bobby Lashley for a shitload of people out and he did quite a few cool things. And again, I'm a huge fan of Bobby Lashley. I, 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 you know, I think he should be one of the, one of the top guys, but you know, he, um, they didn't make a big deal out of the fact that he was totally fucking people up. um, when Kane come in, I thought, fucking Jesus Christ, who ate all the pie? <laughs> yeah, but yeah, <laughs> a a dog. His fucking, his, his tits were bigger than that fucking Carmella's, Like, but he, <laughs> but, but he did what, again, he did what he needed to do. A few mm. jokes, lambs, threw a couple of people out. It was all cool. People posted for him, made him look good and out he went. Done. You know, like that was, that was all it needed. So yeah, that, I mean, that was a couple of cool, cool moments. But again, just, and that, but that but also like that fucking rapper dude doing a fucking was that on the men's Royal Rumble where he did the top rope dive or whatever? Yeah,
0: onto Miz and Morrison, wasn't it?
1: And yeah. safe and oh uh, yeah, Dolph Ziggler. I think he put quite a shift in as well, didn't he? He always does. Like he, he. I think he he was in there for a good twenty minutes, I think, and then Miz came in and they went out at the same time, I think.
0: Yeah, Dolph Ziggler came in at number six, and where was he? I can't remember where he was chucked out, but I think it was very sort of anticlimactic. Really,
1: it was anticlimactic the way he was chucked out, and that dive was crap and as safe as houses, obviously. Um, but uh, I think Ziegler actually put in a bit of a bit of a shift, and so did um, the dude who, um, who who doesn't wear the shoes or the long hair. The, the Matt Riddle, yes, uh, it, yeah. I think he had a good rumble, but again, no commentators to put him over so it doesn't seem like he did but he was in there for for you know good half an hour so you know i just like you know fucking put these guys over that's what they're there for the commentators don't seem to be there to put people over anymore they just like you say they just seem to be there to give statistics and say stupid shit and you know just just genuinely be pointless and quiet and not get excited anymore and not raise their voice it's, um, yeah, it, it it's like you say, it's, it's so yeah, Sara has been in there for thirty four minutes and two seconds, you know. Um, he came in at number two, and you know he's—it uh, like, sounds like horse, like horse fucking racing, compensating. Well, you know when you are watching from... the
0: national lottery and they're pulling out the numbers and they're like, oh, number six, this hasn't been drawn for four months now. Number six, coincidentally, um, has had 49 winners with it, and you're like, I don't care. Like, what are the lottery numbers? Tell me the lottery numbers. I don't want to know what number six is. It's like in the Royal Rumble. Oh, most people have won oh, from it, this from it the it second it, it position. It,
1: it... Elias comes in at nineteen. That's quite a fortunate number. That's a good number. They've had uh, number nineteen uh, rock <laughs> one in uh, t- year two thousand from that num- particular number. Um, uh, you know, it's more than halfway through. He's got <laughs> half chance here, Elias. He's got a good breeder. Got from good stock. <laughs> what the fuck? Is- <laughs> Be excited yeah. about it.
0: Yeah.
1: All right. It's just, fuck it. It's like, oh no. Yeah. But you know, I'm glad H1, again, I think that they're just looking for star power. Um It, it He'll, he'll, I don't know who he'll go against. What what, what choices he got? Um, well,
0: yeah, basically I wanted to find out from you what you thought was going to happen at WrestleMania because obviously Edge and Orton, they're still locked in their rivalry, but Edge is now going to fight for the championship. He's either got Roman Reigns for the Universal title or Drew McIntyre for the WWE title, assuming they both have the titles when WrestleMania rolls around. So the only thing that I could think about booking was maybe... Edge goes after Drew McIntyre and then somehow Randy Orton gets himself interjected in the match and they have a three-way but I can't see Edge going after Reigns even though that would be quite a good match you know sort of big monster heel Reigns and huge baby face Edge but I think possibly they might have different plans for Roman Reigns but I can't really see Drew versus Edge being anything that interesting unless they have a really good storyline but then it has to involve yeah it has to involve Randy Orton somewhere surely they can't just not have Randy Orton involved with Edge at WrestleMania. They've got to have a knockdown, drag-out fight, crazy match blow-off to end this rivalry that's been going on for at least a year or whatever.
1: I think what will probably happen is, this is my my prediction, which is probably going to be wrong, I think um, Edge will take, sorry, Orton will take the title off McIntyre um, the next pay-per-view or somewhere along the lines before Mania. And I think that Edge and Orton will probably have a sell match or something like that for the title. I think it would probably be along those lines. I'm not too sure what they're going to do with Reigns. I, th- I think they wanted the Rock initially, but I don't think that they're going to be able to seal that one. Um, so he's still pretty open to what Reigns will be doing. Um, I, I, I wouldn't want to book that one. But I, like you say, I think Orton's got to interject himself somewhere in in the thing. So whether they have like a, a just a three-way um, with uh, involve, involving um, Drew McIntyre, I don't know, but I've just got this horrible feeling they're going to take the title off of him just before Mania, give it to Orton, and then they're going to edge Orton, and Orton are going to have the final blow off in a cell or something like that, maybe.
0: Yeah, that, that sounds the mo- most kind of, I don't know, uninteresting to me, unfortunately, because it's a bit like, I don't want to see Drew McIntyre lose the title, but I need to see Edge and Edge and Randy Orton finish their rivalry. That that needs to happen. So that's almost like a certainty. Like, with Edge winning the Rumble, he has to go on and main event WrestleMania. But he's in a rivalry with Randy Orton, so they have to be in the main event together. But like you said, h- how they're going to do it, it's either going to be Drew McIntyre in there, they do a three-way, or maybe they do a four-way, so i remember was it wrestlemania 2000 they did was a big show rock uh austin and triple h in that that big sort of four-way that was kind of interesting um so they might do something like that but i, I don't know who else they would put in there edge drew randy orton and
1: uh, i don't know unless uh, they can unless they can get someone like Les in the back i don't know i don't think he'll come back and, unless there's a unless there's a crowd really um it depends if there's a crowd or not. I, I I really do just think it just depends whether they have to do what they did last year, because I know they're doing it over two days again. So I don't know. Hope that and they're selling tickets, so I assume that they think they're going to be allowed a crowd. Um, but obviously, it's getting close to the time, and we're still, we're, our country, still nowhere really near that 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 you know that juncture. So, I don't know. I think it just depends. I, I, I honestly don't even think that, they, that they're particularly sure. Um, a three-way would, would seem the most likely with Orton and, and McIntyre. But, again, I, I, I don't really find that a particularly interesting match. Um, you know, Edge is famous for ladder matches. Are they going to put it in their ladder match, maybe? I don't know. Um you know, I don't know what they're going to do with Reigns. He's now, like, that sort of thing with Kevin Owens just seemed to be like a... he seemed to be odd, really. It, it just sort of came out of nowhere for me. Um, I don't see them carrying that on until WrestleMania. I don't know. I think, I think Reigns and Edge would be interesting. I would quite like to see that. Um, but I'd like to see it with a decent story going into it. Um, you know, but also with Reigns and Edge what's the point in putting Edge over? Do you know what I mean? If they did that, what would be the point? All right, he,
0: point? He, hear me out. You know you've been complaining about too many spears. Get this, yeah. WrestleMania, the main event, Edge, oh the master of the spear, versus yeah. Roman Reigns, the master of the spear, with special guest referee, Goldberg, the master of the spear, and Rhino yeah, yeah, yeah. on the yeah. outside.
1: Yeah, fuck it, yeah. So, spear yeah, Exactly, yeah, let's have a spear through the guard, right? A spear, <laughs> Fucking ring, a spear outside, a spear through the fucking Titan drone, a spear in the cars. They, are fucking doing spears everywhere. <laughs> That's, uh, fuck me, I don't know, but I, I, do think, I do think Edge and Reigns would be a good, good match if they kept it in the ring and like Edge is, Edge, Edge, was always, I think, a little bit, um, a little bit undervalued for his actual psychology. Like Edge had some amazing matches um, in his prime. And, uh, you know, I think that obviously he can still go. Uh, Reigns can still go, really. But I just don't see the importance of it. And if Reigns won the, if Reigns lost the title there, that whole tribal chief thing or whatever, it just wouldn't make sense, would it? Like, why would Edge take that title away from him? Because he's got nothing to do with the family or the the story—it's got to be some, some, someone who's involved in the family who who challenges, who challenges Reigns. That's why it was, I always thought it might potentially be The Rock because you know, he, they're from they're from the family. You know, The Rock's the biggest star in the world. Reigns is the biggest star in the WWE at the moment. He's a heel. Rock will obviously be big 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 fight baby face. They fight for the not only just the belt but for to be the tribal chief. You know that would make sense. I don't know who else they could bring in to 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 fill that role. Um, But like I say, it would that match would just be I don't know that match would just be too out of the blue for me unless they can think of a cool storyline between now and between now Mania, which I'm sure they can. If he goes against McIntyre again, like you said, might be a half decent match. But again, that's two baby faces. And where, like you say, where's that Lee Orton? He's been fucking feuding with him for years, um, you know. And since the last WrestleMania, where does that, you know, because because that's the story they could go for, isn't it? You know, that the, they've been fighting since the last WrestleMania, and um, this has to end tonight. Do you know what I mean, sort of thing. Um, so yeah, I don't know what's going to happen to poor old Drew in this in this scenario, but unfortunately, I can see him potentially losing the belt to Orton um, or like you say, them having a, having a three way. But again, that match doesn't particularly excite me as a main event for WrestleMania. Yeah.
0: Only time will tell Jim and we'll find out. And I'm sure once WrestleMania rolls around, we can uh, sit down, have a little watch and then uh, tell the, uh, the good people what we think of that as well. What do you reckon?
1: Just before, just before we finish, though, just uh, what, what did you, uh, we didn't. We didn't grade the. We didn't grade the the men's Royal Rumble or the show as a whole. So, what what would you grade the 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 the, the guys' Rumble?
0: As? Uh, a, a solid three. There was a few moments I quite liked. It felt felt fast enough that I didn't get too bored. It was very standard, very clinical. I liked the the Randy Orton thing at the end. I thought that was really good. Randy going out, the surprise victory of Edge. I liked Edge winning but it wasn't sort of overwhelming. There weren't anything that I will remember in, you know, two or three years' time. Um, so three for the Rumble match. Overall, it's probably a three, three out of five stars for the Royal Rumble event itself. What about yourself?
1: Um, I'll give the guys Rumble two and a half, I think, because I found it quite predictable. Um, there were some cool things in there, and um, but there were also um, just, again... Not really. There wasn't enough excitement generated for me for it to to, to capture my interest. Um, so I'd give yeah two and a half for that match. Um, for the whole show, um, I just I just I don't know. It didn't seem like a wrestling show to me. Um, it it didn't feel didn't feel like the Royal Rumble, even though there was two Royal Rumble matches in it. Also, two Royal Rumble matches are too too much. I don't care. You know, take take the guys one out of it, or take the blokes one out of it. I don't care. Just give me one decent Royal Rumble match. That's all I, you know. And it's the same with the Elimination Chamber. Like, I know we're I know we're all for equality these days, but like maybe get every year get, give each gender a turn because that like, two Rumble matches there's a fucking lot to take in, um, especially when they're that close together uh, you know, and I know people love the Royal Rumble match. It's a huge, you know, it's a huge draw um, for 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 wrestling fans and what you know, probably the second biggest show of the year. Um, so you know, but it's just it's just it was just the show was it didn't have enough wrestling on it. The rumbles were predictable. Um, the only real match on it was there was second match and that was just was what it was. I think I'll give the whole show um, I'll give the whole show a two and a half because of the pure effort from the wrestlers um, but for, from a booking standpoint and a where the fuck do we go from here standpoint, um, it was very poor, but the wrestlers worked their ass off and kudos to them.
0: Alright, alright, we made it to the end. The podcast was almost as long as the show, but we made it. If you made it this far, thank you very much for staying with us. We would love to hear what you have to say about the event and who will Edge face at WrestleMania. What do you reckon? Orton, Reigns, Drew? A triple threat match? Let us know. Find us on Facebook and Instagram at Falling Star Wrestling. I'm there too at PVC Pro Wrestler, and Jim's on Facebook at Jimmy Star Wrestler. If you have enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe if you haven't already. We're available on Apple and Google Podcasts, as well as Anchor and Spotify. And that's us done for another week. Thanks to Jim for joining me today, and thank you for joining us once again, and we'll see you next time for another edition of the Falling Star Wrestling Podcast. Bye-bye.